that, but he looked like a genuine dwarf. He was like, <laughs> like I see him all like stubbly legs on the shoes, and he was, <laughs> for those five seconds, he really looked like a dwarf. So I opened the door, and he went, "Evening, sir." And jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cracked up. Oh man, we laughed nonstop in the hallway, just on the floor. Yeah, laughing. we were crying. It was great. All for all, so he could get some milk. Oh damn, it. that's funny. Yeah, uh, those are so. Those uh, those those are fun times. So, uh, what episode number are we talking about? We'd be doing one eighty five on this one, guys. One eighty five. You gonna yeah. bring it? Want to bring us in? I'll bring us in. All right, let's Give go. A second here. Welcome to another edition of the Adjust the Mic podcast. This is episode, I think, 186. Uh, we've been popping them out here lately, guys. It's been awesome. Yes. Uh, Colleen is not with us tonight, but I do have my co-host over here, uh, Thaddeus. Greetings. Uh, hello there, sir. How are you doing this evening? Super good. Good, good. good. And uh, uh, you, brought, uh, you brought a vagrant I over. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, what's his name? Che? Che, that's right. We got the chase. So we got two weeks in a row of Che. How you doing, brother, man? Good to see you. Great to see you. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. We almost thought uh, we're going to have to start without you, man. <laughs> Thanks. No, <laughs> had to get some dinner first. Heck yeah, man. It was good to see you, man. Glad you showed up. Glad you were able to come and uh, join us. Always happy to be here. Yeah. I hope for uh, many more to come. Definitely. So uh, we were kind of even talking a little bit. Uh, <laughs> man, last, let's just, last episode, we, we rocked it, man. We just like... When I think over an hour and a half, just 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 riffing. Oh, so much fun! We we had like a couple little topics, and I feel like it's just easy for us. Like we before we even started the show, I think we had like fifteen twenty minutes of content that I just, you know, put off to the side. I mean, and uh, <laughs> and it's all good conversation. It always is, man. So it's good to have you back on again. Always happy to be back on. Um. So, <laughs> what uh, what's been going on with you guys? Um, hustling, getting some stuff done in the studio and out in the yard, getting ready to, um, move some projects forward before, uh, June. You yeah. Know? It's going good. Well, it's that season, man. It's like, it's, it's been kind of, uh, what chilly, but some afternoons have gotten into the seventies, you know, maybe half of the week we've had some rain. We actually had last night, some hail. Little, yeah. Some little hail balls. We had a couple. Yeah, we had a little bit for about a minute or two. Yep. You know, and then it came right through. But uh, the wet, the planting. We've been planting carrots and tomatoes are popping in and huge already. And 
It's interesting you, you mentioned that because I always wanted to have uh, Caesar salad during a hailstorm. <laughs> Hail Caesar. Uh, oh, <laughs> Here we go. It sucks. It's you guys have been, you guys have been dad joking it the whole time. Seriously, <laughs> just the irony that you're eating a salad, a Caesar salad just starts to hail. What was T's one that you had earlier before it started? That was good. Oh no, no, we were, we were talking about like that. We want to talk about. Um, you said uh, we're gonna. Um, uh, we're talking about intelligent animals. Intelligent animals, and I said, but don't forget the homeless crisis in Antarctica. To which you replied uh, about. Oh, we were talking about the uh, the um, the reindeer famine of North uh, the North Pole. Yeah, which is worse, the deer famine in North Pole or the homeless crisis in Antarctica? To which what did you say, T? I forgot. Someone was going to perform the seal. Seal. <laughs> I forgot. Seal. Nice recovery. Nice recovery. Nice recovery. Deer in headlights. So they're they're going to be served. They're going to serve drinks from the polar bar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and Klondikes. Yeah. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, all right. So. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get to that topic, but uh, we were talking about, uh, what, what, there was something. Animal intelligence. Let's just get into that, because I can't remember what we We had something, we were talking to some good Tucker stuff and the Rush stuff a little bit. We're, we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll get into that. But uh, animal intelligence. Um, how intelligent are animals? I think they are very, we haven't even struck, scratched the surface, I feel like, as I mean, humanity versus, you know, understanding, you know, animal language of any kind or, you know, we understand behaviors and and patterns and certain behaviors and times a year. We understand some things, but there's so much we don't know. The other thing is all like what we know of animals. <clears throat> I mean, if we want to know, there have been studies done on the intelligence. I mean, we, we're aware of the. Uh, intelligence of dolphins, of uh, of whales. Have you seen the movie um, um, Blackfish? Yes. You see how they demonstrate um, how well organized a pot of orcas are. That, like how they that there's that that one that one seal on a piece of floating ice, and the orcas work together to swim underneath it, creating waves to wash it off the ice cap so they can go and feast on it. Mm-hmm. I mean. That I mean, the fact that they're capable that is more than just instinct. It's organization. It's like it's figuring things out and how they work. The fact that they knew that the creation of waves, the the, the physical um, the physical attributions to that scenario, just so they can get the seal in the water, that alone explains. Well, they came up like wolves, right before yeah. they got in the water, so they're kind of packy. Anyhow, well, think think about it as a big picture perspective of our just just to compare our understanding of of animals. I mean, we've had you know uh, people live in the in the jungle with uh, chimpanzees and you know all different types of uh, of monkeys, right? Uh, what was the Jane Goodall? Jane Goodall, she was with the chimpanzees. Chimpanzees. Diana Fossey was with the silverbacks. Okay. Diana Fossey. So, and and there's there's history and there's Planet of the Apes that's all kind of about this interaction between, you know, understanding each other, and we all know, you know, the tangent we can run off and to that uh, those movies and whatnot. Well, um, what's uh, cool that you mentioned 
appendix in the original book. Um, I'll just get out here quick. Original book of the entire story of the astronaut detailing his experience with the Planet of the Apes ends up, you know, kind of like a, the message in a bottle thing. Someone hear my story, yeah. and the, a couple uh, yachting in space read this story. At the end of the story, the couple happens to be these advanced apes that are space yachting, and they oh, say, wow. "Oh, no, po- not possible that a human can write this." The fact that but we see the same thing with animals that we based on their capabilities yeah that we have similar judgment on it completely and in in, in, a, in a grand scheme of it we we we've had okay we've had cameras video cameras for how long um well the first cam video cameras a like, late late uh, the first like it was what by i think it was edison in the late 1800s um uh, mm-hmm. for for more than for uh over to uh, over 100 yeah sorry. so we've had them probably over, for like 80 90 years we've probably had some kind of more than 100 fo- photos and video reference oh, there. so the uh, run 1888 in leeds england uh louis the prince films round hey garlic the first motion picture recorded okay so right. 1888 so over 100 years so it's just been about 100 years in the lifespan of earth <laughs> Okay, that we have been able to record and study as a as a, a a group mindset animal behaviors or just what they look like, how they act, how they what are they doing? You know, oh, we can hear sounds and we can record the sounds, but we don't know what those sounds mean in any way. That has not been deciphered. That Morse code is completely blind to us, at least to our general knowledge. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than maybe some little bits and pieces, so there, we've just scratched the surface. Now we got cam- now cameras are starting to become a mass scale item, to where everybody has in their hand a camera that gives a high definition, you know, for people to record animals interacting. You're seeing so many more people's animals, dogs speaking to their humans and little funny mannerisms and stuff that they're learning from us and. It's, it's kind of showing off the intelligence of certain, you know, species, you know, which everyone gets recorded and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a kind of a fascinating thing, actually. It is. There's a, a the Antarctica and the whales and things like the, the, the sea shepherd stuff. Uh, that stuff was pretty interesting, man. Like if you're a young person and you have like a, a you know, you love animals and you uh, want to go out and kind of uh, see the world, you can freaking get on one of these sea shepherd things or get on some kind of research vessel of any kind and participate in some of these crazy and uh dangerous uh acts you know some of them to help animals that you believe that are equally as intelligent as us and you know want to protect them and another thing it's uh it's a matter of potential because you see like um when you look at the like when we estimate and we conclude as to how intelligent animals are, if we observe the animal IQ, we can um, we can study that based on how the animal reacts that they have an IQ either above or near ours, whatnot. But of course, the another thing about intelligence is also practice. Like we can agree that whales and dolphins are highly intelligent. Of course, one say, yeah, but they can write. They can't write a poem. They can't. Uh, they can't create. I thought, well, duh, because they don't have the same. Yeah. 
um, no, they don't have the same uh, physical structures as us, but intelligence can be demonstrated in more than one ways. Now, just take a look at that type of, that hypothesis and say, what if we operated at the levels of whales? If we had the intelligence level of whales and dolphins as we um, have studied and have concluded them to be, what would our capabilities be with within our capacity as humans with limbs and fingers and whatnot? Opposable flippers. <laughs> because that's what, like... That's the only way. That's the only way I can see. It. Like, how can like how can we test on their potential? Because dolphins and whales, they're like they're not. There are other animals that demonstrate like uh, cognition as well. I know that one one friend I knew was studying on the reaction of like the linguistic um, the linguistic patterns of parrots. Was it or basically the commu- the scales of communication with birds, which there have been over the years, I'm sure, articles written about uh, the patterns of communications with birds. But the point I'm making is that the the intelligence of animals differs based on um, based on levels of cognition, based on the appliances. Um, yes, there's also brain size because that also considers but again it's more than anything um what subst- uh, what substantiates the usage uh the what substantiates sorry I'm getting mixed up here the what substantiates their um uh, the realization of their intelligence is with the, um the application of such but again it's also comparative we have matters of this demonstrating our uh intelligence What's to say what the animals would do with each other's intelligence if they were to be in that situation? Are we more intelligent? Are we more intelligent? Than most animals? Well, I mean, based on our capacity, we've been able to achieve so much, yet at the same time destroy so much. So as a, as a hive, like, because uh, I don't feel like I'm overly intelligent. I might be curious and, you know, interested in things so you you know, gain knowledge based on that, but like a quick, you know, snappy intel, like who knows how fast the, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm just, uh, that's what I'm uh, trying to get is that we know whales and dolphins to be intelligent, but um, imagine if we get that intelligence levels and we apply it to us, like how far will we go with that? Into, how far can Are we, we going to get Neuralinks for the, uh, for the, well, I think we already have them actually. Uh, like I know, doesn't Russia have like weaponized dolphins in some of their bays? Well, I could be totally reading into propaganda <laughs> here, but I think that this is real, dude. I really think this is real. I want sharks with laser beams on their head, <laughs> dude. dude that, they think they have them, bro. <laughs> they there's some dude. Uh, go on, tease our tease our uh, our young Jamie. <laughs> Uh, I think it was an old like Russian dolphin with a knife. Russian dolphin, uh, uh, like a diver. Uh, Russian dolphin weaponized uh, poor pie. (laughs) 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 Yep, (laughs) dolphin army, Russian dolphin army. Jeez, dude, I knew it was going to be on there. Well, name of Leaper. A Russian naval base is defended by dolphins, and that's on 
I mean, it, we know it's a leaning one way, but it's NPR. Geez, that comes straight uh, out of a Bond movie. But Russian naval base defended by dolphins is not as <laughs> u- unusual as it sounds. Uh, Russian military is using specifically trained dolphins to defend critical naval base off Crimea, according to an analyst published by U.S. Naval Institute News. Uh, submarine analyst H.I. Sutton wrote this week, Max R. Technology shows two dolphin pens at the entrance of the Sestef. Say that for me. Okay. Sevastopol's oh, harbor. Sevastopol. Sevastopol. It's, in the, it's a port in the Crimea. Yeah. The Russian Navy's most significant base in the Black Sea. He said the pens were moved there in February around the time Russia launches full scale invasion of Ukraine. Uh, long before starting, so it ran several marine mammal programs during the Cold War, including training dolphins. Uh, I mean, if I, if I may, Scott, Scott. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like next. See, to, see. Like, next to us, compared to dolphins, we we are, we are the smart. We are the smarter species. I mean, yeah. I think, I think like if, if I read an article, dolphins are rated the second most intelligent next to humans. Yeah, I mean, I would. And but we, we were talking about orcas, I think, at one point too. And orcas, man, those guys, like, they're even a coming. At, they're like attacking boats now. But, like, there's an area where some people hurt some of their their pod, you know. And uh, I guess uh, injured some of the whales with some of the uh, motors or whatever, or some about the sound is annoying them. And now they're like coming and charging and hitting some of these sails uh, boats. And and it wouldn't be the first time that happened. I mean, Moby Dick was based on an actual event where that a whale attacked an actual ship. And it's one of the most popular things ever, you know, as far as book, you know, and story and lore. So when you're out in the sea, you're worried about. Moby Dick or a mermaid, right? Like mermaids were out there. What what what, what were mermaids for real? Oh, mermaids were the daughters of Poseidon, right? Are we talking about womanities? Like, like womanities? <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, Frank would have totally agree with what you said just now. Well, well womanities. And this is Frank laughing. Frank. Like something you hear in a thriller video. Yeah, oh my that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. yeah. But um, but still, I mean, even I mean, of course, I believe that we're like we're smarter than whale uh, than wolves and dolphins. But like, just imagine because what's a better way to realize something than when you compare it? That at least it's with me. Like, if I want a good understanding of something, I make comparisons. Uh, imagine if we had, what could we do? Like, what would be the limitations of our I mean, it's very basic, right? It's just like a tools. We use tools. Yeah. Like we've been able to, you know, uh, use our hands to create things. We have different parts of our brain that are hyper developed, though, for speech and connecting the mouth and all the vocal apparatus. It's way, it's like way bigger in people, Homo sapiens, than like a chimp. Yeah. But it took um, centuries of persistence and trial and error. I mean, uh, imagine in the first. and the first, um, uh, I don't know, man from the Paleolithic age, Trist, uh, gives up on the first attempt to restart fire. We've said back, it's all about not just our intelligence, but our will, our persistence and trying and trying again uh, to figure out what works, what doesn't work. It's all part of the learning process. A good mind is not innate. Uh, innate. It's, it's built. It's 
well practiced. Like a if one were to wield uh one were to wield uh, a butterfly knife, think of that. You know, butterfly knives seem complicated and goofy unless you know how to wield them. The mind is a complicated it's a it's a complicated acid uh oh, wow. Scott and I like acid. We we like butterflies though. I don't know what this is about, but why do you hate it? You don't like butterflies? This, this show? Butterfly I guess knives? let's open it. You have a problem with them? <laughs> yeah, I have a problem with them. They don't last. You gonna kill the milkweed I got outside and kill all the monarchs? If they, oh, the monarchs responsible for Godzilla. I mean. There's gonna be a lot of moms around here upset with Che. No, I'm more of a moth man. You guys gotta check Ooh, this out. Moth guy, huh? Yeah. This is weird, and Mothra. it's like the dog to human kind of intelligence thing. Yep. This is a weird like connection. I think it's cool. Yeah. Read read me a little bit of that. It's like when your dog reads your face and it can, like, there's like monkeys and dogs, a couple different kind of monkeys and dogs and humans that, you know, maybe can read it on each other or one of the species, but not all of them. And, and there's, uh, they, we read each other's, uh, the more expressive side of the human face and it's called left gaze bias. It's like when your dog, you catch it staring at you and it, it peels your stuff away and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they understand things. They read. They, they read your behavior, personality, your walk, the, your walking style. I mean, they know what kind of day you had. And being low to the ground, you know. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's it's a whole different perspective and perception and 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 analysis of and, us. And it has to go beyond observation. You know, it's more than just being able to read a person's face to say if they're in a good mood or not. It's able to sense it ever to connect a patterns when like uh, you know when uh, when a dog lowers its ears it's we can tell what we can assume what kind of emotion it's under right now so oh, yeah. uh, I like what it says that rhesus monkeys showed a left gaze bias towards upright human and monkey faces but not toward inverted faces that's cool huh it's yeah it's um well it plays how it, how familiarity um can influence on what we determine. And dogs and people came up together, and what worked and didn't work, it shook out until we got this really weird like connection. It's uh, it's it's interesting with dogs. It's uh, you know, growing up, we've had dogs at different ages and stuff. But when you're younger, you know, you just have a different type of analysis of your dog. You know, uh, than uh, not having animals for a long time. I had, okay, I had one animal. We had two cats, right? And the cats are awesome there. You know, cats are smart, man. Cats are slick. They're, they're hunters. Uh, love cats. You're okay. Uh, always thought that they were probably, like, if you're going to compare dogs to cats and intelligence, where would you guys go? Would you guys have a, a, a direction you lean? Or do you think there's kind of probably middle ground on, on both ends? I don't, well, not knowing anything about, well, which would be smarter. If I were to take a guess, I'd say dogs. Okay. Would you take a dog or cat? I think they're like two different kinds, but since they're both like have domestic versions, you know, that you can kind of be like, they're both pretty up there. I'd almost put them pretty close. It'd be a tough one. You know, I feel like you, both teams could have some arguments there. And they can both make it without you fast. Yes. If, I, yeah. yeah. Which um, here's here's a very basic. One breeds cats. a lot faster, right? The feral thing. Cats can back breed, right? man. It, well, they're yeah. Well, they're both feral. And they're both, but they're also domesticated. Well, here's a here's a basic. Line. I think they say cats go feral quicker. You know. Yeah. Like second generation, they're like yeah. I'm out. Well, uh, here's a here's a basic line of question to determine that. Which do you believe is easier to train, a dog or a cat? 
because training is not simply, you know, or in the Pavlovian sense where we just get them to act the way we want them to act based on rewards. You can actually train a dog and have them yeah. understand what they need to get done and how, oh. not just through incentive. Um, which would be easier to train a dog or a cat? I would say a dog. Have you seen? The, have you seen that? Want your dog to be as clever as you're the world's smartest pooch who knows more than a thousand words. I've seen it. Well, now winning that they know enough words, meaning they know what combination of sounds meet what. This guy had a, a, a room full of toys, and everything had a different name, and the dog knew them. He, well, there's like a, a thing now where they got these kids doing or people doing TikToks and, and videos on YouTube where dogs have things that have words. And when they touch it with their paw, it says the word out loud. And then that. they will come and say, how was your day? How was your day? You know, and, you know, uh, food, food, outside, treat, 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 treat. You know? <laughs> and they're hilarious videos seeing them do that, you know. Uh, so I, I've. Dogs are super intelligent. Cats are just so slick, man. And when you watch them, a cat and a dog live coexist together, a cat kind of can control the situation in a lot of different ways. I mean, I guess the dog, if it wanted to, could completely, you know, rip most cats apart. But I don't know. Well, yeah, like I don't know. I think I once. I mean, I saw once saw a video where a cat outsmarted a dog. Yeah, uh, I think there's a spectrum, right? So, spectrum. I guess in saying that, like. I, growing up like uh during the early days of uh you know in my early 20s and stuff having animals there was uh we went through a phase of having some weird animals we had like a little richardson ground squirrel named frank the tank <laughs> uh frank the tank was awesome super intelligent but he was more of a rodent intelligence uh squirrels intelligence right uh, in that mindset where you feel like they're pretty intelligent, but you don't know like the gist of everything that they're about. If he was a sculptor, rodent, a little. Here we go. Sorry, sculptor, no den. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thinker, the cheese eater. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Please no, no, continue. no. Continue, please. But but here's um. You're making the comparison with. Uh, well, here's the comparison I want to give before you go there. Okay, go ahead. Just, just because it, it'll add more context. Is now we had a Richardson ground squirrel. Uh, then, then we got a whole new. We we got a. Per, we were at the Maryland Mall, okay. And you had that pet store in there where you go see the puppies first. You know, like one of the places you always got to go see all the, the little dogs, right? And uh, they had prairie dogs, little prairie dogs. Yeah, and this was uh, probably early 2000s. Um, prairie so, dogs like subterranean traveling. Yeah, like like in the prairie in Wyoming, you know, in Nebraska, you know, get, <laughs> getting shot by uh, farmers, Jeez. Yep. you know, uh, prairie dogs. And they have that little squeal that they do. <clears throat> they do this little like squeak thing like this. And it's amazing that when when you first are talking to the person about them, you know, they got the, the, the those teeth, those chipmunk teeth that they'll just wreck your day up if they want to, okay? Like, they are not to be played with when it, I mean, they are dangerous. Uh, and it's hard to read their personality at first. And you find out these prairie dogs like to, uh, if they get their owners and they're around their owners a lot, they really bond with them in a very intense way. 
and when other people come over, they do not like the other people because they are going to be protective of their pack and alert. And if they don't know you and haven't seen you, if you put your hand out, you know, at them to try to even be nice to them, they could attack you. And I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? Like firsthand. <laughs> and, uh, so we had, uh, uh, got this prairie dog and we, you know, learning all this stuff about it. We get it home. Her name was Bailey. She was a smaller prairie dog. She was awesome. Uh, super, super intelligent. Uh, we lost Bailey pretty quick to like a little, uh, uh, some sinus infection and finding the right doctor to vet to take care of it. And we took it to this professional down in, you know, somewhere I'm not going to throw names and they gave it a shot that was way too strong of an antibiotic, you know, to help with this thing that was wrong with it and didn't last. My brother calls me a little bit later, right? And he goes, I got another prairie dog I'm going to bring over to you from Tampa. This thing was so much bigger. And this was Lola. We had Lola for a very long time. And uh, when we first bought our house and we brought Lola to our house, we had to install these little cat doors for our two cats uh at uh you know on the back porch so the cats could go on the back porch where the cat box was and all this stuff i mean while we're installing our cats have never seen cat doors before and you know lola was just in her cage while we were all out there talking and you know cutting out the door and putting in this you know uh door thing uh and we didn't think in a million years once we get it all set up aaron was there <laughs> Aaron's was the one that helped us uh, from the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, drill the door. A friend, a friend of ours, my brother-in-law, and uh, we uh, uh, get this door installed. We have the cats back there, and we're trying to show the cats how to use the cat door. Put their head through the door and stuff, and saying you can come in and out this way now. And they just were like dumb to it, and they just were not even about it. We're scared of it. That dang prairie dog. We let it out. Lola, she just ran right over to it and touched it twice with her finger like that, jumped right through it, ran into the house. We had one. She lived in the couch for weeks. We couldn't get her, dude. They're, they're so smart, but they're very loyal. When you come home, they they greet you. Really? The great, uh, very- oh, big time, man. They're, I, I thought it was way more intelligent than our cats. What do they eat? <laughs> uh, carrots, uh, uh, you know, some, like a type of uh, a pressed grain. <laughs> type of thing you know like alfalfa a big friendly rat i think it was like an alfalfa alfalfa okay pellets like there was like a wellness food actually that you could give them right that uh, that you feed uh cats okay uh wellness brand that i remember we used to get them uh and it worked really well for the life of your prairie dog they're so smart (laughs) man uh yeah do you ever let them out if so do do they dig holes or well, they can. They can be trained, kind of. We would take her out and put her on our chest and watch TV, and she just would hang and be on the couch with us and sit up. I got pictures I of her, and she's like this tall when she was full size. She was so big, she was intimidating because the other one was so much smaller, you know, and like a little, this one was like, oh my God, like this thing could kill us. Like it was awesome. And that thing would tear, if a dog came around, it would just, tear apart dog i felt like is that the one you did around the christmas tree in the scaled model locomotive you said you trained it no i never okay. like i mean we kind of we kind of had it trained <laughs> we kind of had it trained i just don't i i missed it 
I, I, you, man. I missed it. But from what you from what you've been telling me, I mean, so from but, what you told me, I think that uh, what you're really talking about is the beluga thing. Yeah. The beluga thing. Yeah. Do explain. Yeah. What's the beluga thing? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get somewhere with the okay so he's like let's get past all this <laughs> prairie dog this prairie dog shit that scott's sl- talking about saloon let's door, move on. Right? That's, that's a cool skill <laughs> yeah but uh it, it was amazing seeing how intelligent it's amazing seeing how intelligent these animals are uh when you live with them day to day but the, the video and and all these aspects are kind of showing us how intelligent they are and here's the other end of the spectrum how weird is that Decapitated flatworms retain memories, transfer to new brains. Oh, yeah, the intelligence of life form is so beyond. Decapitated flatworms gains it, retains memories. Where'd you where'd you find this at, T? Um, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm trying to look at the wired.co.uk, wired. The co-authors are hopeful that they, that, sorry. That the fine marks. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Sorry, I was reading from a distance. Um, the co-authors are hopeful that the find marks the beginning of our understanding of how memory can potentially be stored in tissue and salvaged, helpful for when regenerative medicine advantages to such a stage that human brain tissue can be replaced or replenished with stem cells. So, in other words, that if you were to separate memory uh, tissue that contains memory that memory can still be stored and saved like some well, external some hard drive yeah. some the, they say dna has a memory to it right yeah your dna chain um this this is uh this is relatable though so what basically what we've been covering about animals uh when it comes to animal intelligence is that when an um for the animals that can be trained um obviously intelligence is linked when it comes to training animals it's not merely about acting on instinct it's also understanding the circumstances in which they're in and how they react that is that is an application that is a demonstration of a certain cognition that to be for an animal to be trained means it has a uh, a degree of understanding and cognition yeah, I always used to hear people say they could train an alligator. I'm like, man, it's kind of a the real far end of, you know, yeah. you can train because. I mean, they've tried to train bears and it didn't work. Maybe uh, they tried to coexist right? with the grizzly bear story, you they were, know. They were able to you they, could train some bears. And they ate that. The guy the the guy who made the movie was eaten. Uh, uh, he was just like not the grizzly. Not the grizzly man. Right? No, I know. Yeah. That guy was just, he was just filming bears and narrating what they were not doing. He didn't train them. But. Yeah, he just coexist, tried to coexist and communicate with them and speak to them and stuff. Those, I don't know if I He was all talking it up to him. Like and that. Wasn't he growling I mean, at him and, and doing language with him and shit? Uh, I would say that I mean, he was like I never watched that off movie. the deep end of like doing some not good stuff with the bears. Like he trying to he was not bunghole him or something no just like <laughs> kind of like don't eat that one it's weird and then later the one that gets all pissed and puts his ears down is like but i'm gonna eat you because yeah. get 
Uh, this whole time, the beer's like, who's this guy? Why is he getting involved? Who's this snack? Yeah, yeah who's this yeah. squeaky blood now, bag? Now, bears, you know, they can barely be trained. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Don't, he didn't get no applause. He didn't get nothing. <laughs> Thank you. You get, you get the applause, okay? And we're going to go... Uh, even further. Bear with us. He was having a Kodiak milk. But Yogi, the <laughs> ranger isn't gonna like it. That's funny. Let's uh let's take a little break. Alrighty. And regroup. I'm going to throw this one right here at you. Shiitake. Are we off? Yeah. And we're Hello. We barely made Hello? it. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Stop stealing my Wi-Fi. What? You've been using my Wi-Fi. I looked up your IP address and found your phone number. Whatever. And why did your search history appear when I signed in? Explain that. What? How'd you even get my password? You a hacker? Who the hell is this? I'm not arguing with you. Just stop, or I'm going to get the police involved. Hello there! Hello? How are you? Hello? We are on the air, remember? Hello? Hello? This is DJ Mike on the Afternoon Drive Show from Light FM. Light FM. Light FM. Light FM. Light FM. With DJ Mike. You're on the air. How are you feeling today? Um, okay. Awesome! Now, here's why I'm calling you. Every week, we are giving away an all-expense-paid vacation prize courtesy of Light FM. All you have to do is get one question right, and you win! You have five seconds to answer each question, and it's easy. So, are you ready to play? Sure. First question, what is the atomic weight of fluoridium? Oh, too bad, but it's okay, it's okay. Shake off. You have two chances left. Okay, second question, multiple choice. Who won the War of 1821? Was it England, France, or Germany? Germany. Ah, trick question. <laughs> there was no War of 1821. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, I'm kidding. Last chance and last question. You ready? Hello. Hey, Barry, did we lose the car? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Spell the word dog. D-O-G. Hello. Hey, Barry, did we lose the car? Hello. Hello. Seriously, you, you really think I'm going to give away a prize pack for spelling dog? <laughs> How stupid are you? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> now hold your horses. Let me just get a word in here. All right, no, it's okay. Just for playing, I got a consolation prize for you. Just hold on the line for a moment. It has to be like a freaking cartogram or something. 
Beluga. 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 The Billy, the Beluga Google. All we hear is Beluga Gaga. Lady Beluga. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for outstanding. Can't read my Beluga face. <laughs> Beluga you. Beluga you. I'm going to order a foot-long beluga after this is over. Beluga sturgeon, like a sturgeon. Where did Lou go? Where? Somewhere off with the beluga. I feel like we started this off like we're making fun of animals now to assert our intelligent dominance over them. You know, I, I like, wonder, what are we doing here, guys? Okay, I, I wonder. I, I'm sure Chirping. someone who gets offended by echolocation or making fun of echolocation. I don't know, maybe. You're that kind of person. Like an echolocation, Karen? I like an echolocation, Karen. Hey, everybody, it's echolocation, Karen. Oh, she's so mad at those dolphins right now. Everybody's on her radar. Have we narrate it. We have a YouTube thing about it. We can hear it from a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. T, you can be our Karen. All right. You'd be like, how would you act that rollout? Like, how would how would uh you echolocate, uh, be anger, have hate or uh ear against? I'd get out in the parking lot and I'd start shaking my forehead and getting a map of what's going on, and then when anybody walked by, I'd shoot a like a a burst of ping pong <laughs> size steel projectiles from the blowhole yes <laughs> so you, you foot sweep somebody you would be uh, okay okay that's how a foot sweeping echolocating hating echolocating a ping pong beluga hole shooting creature is what you would be yeah basically I'm, I'm it's a lot more involved than that but yeah, dumb it down though. for you i, I get you it. i think the most ultimate karen would be one that argues with their own echoes i think belugas probably do something like that <laughs> just they got the, those kind of vibes, I think. I mean, when we talked about, uh, and they kind of got that smile the dolphin has. Why yeah, the, the manatee is the yeah. cousin of the beluga, right? Is it? Totally making that up. I hope. I'm not. Well, fact, we're not fact checking. <laughs> they float. No. Um, kind of a little bit, right? Well, I mean, let's, let me see. Yeah, I mean, kind of, right? They get the old whale hand, the hippo foot, kind of. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, T called them mermaids earlier. Womanities. What a beluga. They're white, right? Yes. Belugas are white. Yeah. So their whiteness, if seen, if you're like a, a, a pirate or a Christopher Columbus or a Viking, like uh, Leif Erikson, and you're crossing a body of once. water and you see some okay. white thing, you know, with some little flipper. Tail skipping. Skipping thing. Would, could, could a mermaid just, I mean... A beluga could be very beautiful to a sailor. Uh, whale, oh. dolphins, whales, right. and manatees are all part know. of the it's order. another episode, I think. <laughs> dolphins, Sorry. whales, and manatees are all part of the order Cetacea, <laughs> which includes all of the world's species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises. These animals share a common ancestry and are closely related. I knew I was smart. Hey, I got your smart stuff up here for you. You want to know about the this I want to know about uh, this. Yes. That, that thing. 
that thing is exactly yep. what I want to know about. There it is. And we have Mr. Predicto if we need to, to solve any differences or didn't you have four have any arm wrestling battles like, for solve? Huh? You had four of anything for uh us question. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I got that yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. And I got the crisper. Hold on here. Um hold on. Let's, okay, I want you to try to read this to me. Getting brain implants. Here. All right. Dude, we're going to do talk about brain implants here shortly. That's happening. It must be. Read that. Okay. Um, made in Taiwan. I'm just kidding, man. It says, uh, I wish I knew. I wish I didn't know. Well, these are cards that we're reading off of, but can you I'm read what that what that damn animal is right there? Because I can't do it. I wish I didn't know cards. <laughs> it, if you see an assassin bug called Acanthapsis pedax uh, coming, pelax pedax, um, you might want to run. It wears a suit of armor made from chitin. Um, There's four choices. Beetle that- smells. So what? There's there four go. smells. Yeah, right. I wanted him to read the, because the name the, of the, the animal. Because it's bloodsucker. That's okay. the kind of well, related. You, you kind of brought that up back in the day with the blood sucking. You know, uh, Eastern Konos <laughs> bloodsucker. Yeah, and then there was another one we were talking about they some other like bug, and we were talking about all the different ones. Smartest things on the planet. I, I just couldn't pronounce that. If you see an assassin bug called. Acanthaspis, Acanthaspis petax coming. You might want to run. <laughs> out, there's an it wears a suit of armor made it's from coming. dead it, and why bodies. It, why are you talking about the sexual oh. happenings of of species? Hey, but Che, you've seen the the weird, flat, uh, nasty ones that that do the um, they drink your blood. They look like a Corvette kind of with the black body. Well, you seen them? I don't think seen them. Well, this says that it wears a suit of armor made from one of these options, like either bee stingers, dried snake venom, dead ant bodies, or beetle shells. And the answer is dead ant bodies. But like an animal puts dead ant bodies all over it, and then like oh. wears it like a shield of armor. That. Sounds right there. No, you've seen like, that, right? Like what kind of intel? What is this? That's Oops. the one that we got in Florida. That's nasty, and that's- you want to look out for that. The species of kissing bug. The eastern blood-sucking conos bloodsucker. In Kentucky. It's pronounced- they got them here. Do I need to tell my family about it's these? It's called conos. Uh, I mean, they live right there on the water. I don't know what, what they're like up there, but I've seen footage of them in the, where in a desert southwest where it's all dry and different, but they like to hide in cracks, and if you got any of them, then- certain, Any cracks? Well, any of the bugs, then you want to, certain times a year, make sure- you know that you know about them because they're quiet and sneaky and nasty. Uh, we got them here, but they come and go. They, I think, the flood got a bunch of them, maybe, or maybe help them breed, come back stronger. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, Miami, Florida, has been overrun by African land snails. These mollusks grow to the size of rats and will eat. A, anything that gets in their path. B, the outside of a house until it crumbles. C, small pets. Or D, human flesh. Human flesh? What do these African land snails consume? 
human flesh. Okay, what do you think, T? Same. You do you guys are you guys wishful that I was human flesh, or do you really believe that? Well, if it's something that I don't, I wish I didn't know. I mean, I wish I, that's not true. They kind of made this one a little. They kind of baited us. Went, yeah, it's the, the outside of a house until it crumbles. So I guess the snails will go outside the house, like and crawl around it, and then it's whatever it's saliva it just breaks. They get down. a time lapse of meat and all that concrete. House. Yeah, I'm glad I was wrong. <laughs> I know that you don't want to. Uh, I know that they leave like the the trail of mucus, mm-hmm. and it, all kind of stuff can last in that. I mean, how intelligent stuff. are like, like? Well, I don't think that they're like they like they're they're destroying house. Uh, they're ruining houses, knowing that they're ruining. Like, they're not doing it on purpose, like in an intelligent tail. way or anything. Hey, you know what? Yeah. They it's would, part of our plot. If they wanted, to, <laughs> yeah. If they wanted to talk about it, what would it be? Mm. Say what? If the snails wanted to talk about it, it would be like a cephalopod cast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about salt. It's killing us. In their little discussions where they're talking about the next city to take over. Um, Snail in the shell. Yeah, we'll save the other two. I wish it They're was. off topic. No, no, I, was, I, uh, I heard about them uh, in uh, one of the articles that I just swiped through. But like you know, you see the good article like, oh, this talks about snails. Yeah, moving on. Oh, snail, yeah. And you see something about, uh, I don't know. You see, you see something about a, a celebrity at a halftime show. Like, never mind. I'm gonna go back to the snail. You really snailed it. <laughs> snailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, or the bad snail from your. We're past. the smartest. Let's snail. Just, yeah, we're the we're the smartest. You know, um, I remember um, I was um, I was studying about um, I was studying about this famous mathematician named Maria Agnesi. She was uh, a prodigy in the early 1700s. And this has to do with I animals. was thinking about that today. You, you told me a little bit about this. That, is this oh, the Italian one? Yes. As, uh, I wrote a uh, paper about her in really college. Cool. Um, and I wanted to um, create a... Uh, I wanted to uh, write about her and because I, she was one really important that I believe she must be known. Didn't she but, create the first bologna sandwich? No, she's from Milan. So, and um, she was. Um, she did argue. I mean, I think it's. Um, I could be wrong, but she arguably she did something first. She uh, arguably created one of the first uh, textbooks for mathematics, that. and it's called Analytical Institutions. And what's important about that book is that she basically covers math from the basics all the way to a newly found. Or a uh, rather new uh, form of mathematics called the calculus. Um, even though uh, this um, it, it, calculus was used um, in ancient times, we just they just didn't uh, we just didn't know. It. And then there's like a feud between Leibniz and uh, Newton as to who figured out calculus first, because uh, Newton wrote a book called Principia Mathematica, Mathematical Principles, and he basically explain how calculus works. And then literally he and Leibniz, his uh, mathematician from Germany, argued about uh, who figured out calculus first. But regardless, Maria Agnesi, she introduced calculus as the end. I think it was like at the end because she was also more known for figuring out a curve and calculating in graphs. And this was known as the Witch of Agnesi. Uh, it's a 
error. It's a misunderstanding in language, but she had a huge influence on mathematical development. But the point is, is that um, one of the things she did was um, her dad would show her off to rich people because her dad wanted to impress the nobility of Italy so much that the nobility would consider him to become a noble, like a little private club of the aristocracy. So he would have always have her um, debate the intellectuals of Europe in front of the wealthy. This was basically their forms of one of their forms of entertainment back then. And one of the topics of that she debated was about um, animal spirits. You see, um, back then, um, the pop uh, the popular belief one of the popular questions was. Do animals have souls? Back then, people believed that animals, uh, people because they believed that animals just were mechanical, that they're the organic uh, machines. Basic, that was the basic point of view of animals beforehand. And then in the Enlightenment, they started wondering, well, don't animals have a personality? Do they have souls? And, you know, that brings to the topic of, you know, well, basically, the the essence of an animal's being, and there are actually uh, one group that says animals don't have souls. Others say they do have souls, and then you have the compromise where they say animals do have a soul, but it's not a soul; it's an animal soul, or it's like a not a human soul. I'm like, you guys were debating about calculus before you went to animal souls just now. Yeah, the vapor, but you know. It reminds me of the Planet of the Apes when Charlton totally. Heston put in trial. Why do humans have no souls? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about animal cognition, but even in the past, they even debated whether or not animals have a self-being. I mean, I think, we, like, I mean, I guess I understand that. I, I feel like they do. I mean, I think what's obvious, I think we understand that today today's age pretty regularly i think i don't feel like i need to debate my view on it nowadays right (laughs) like it's kind of pretty general like you watch dogs on tiktok all day long rescuing things from pools or each other or helping other animals you see all kinds of weird communications between animals and but do they gotta be nice to have a soul can they be like like broken i mean does is empathy is empathy tied to the soul it's um, uh, for it to be tied to the soul has to when it comes to empathy, is it connected to the soul bone? Well, the to the soul bone is the empathy bone connected to the soul bone, soul, soul bone connected to the heart bone, <laughs> the beluga bone. Yeah, oh, we're back to beluga. Yep. I when we think about, I mean. We connect souls to when you connect souls to feeling. <laughs> when you connect like or the right. morality, like the good and bad of it, empathy. You know? Well, like if but you all have, that, if, you know, do you got to have that just to say? A, I, I don't. If you don't have like okay, when you watch Supernatural and you see demons, the one thing they say about the demons is they have no soul, which means they have no empathy. They don't care about you at all, and that's how the actors act in the characters. That's how they portray themselves. They're evil, soulless demons. Uh, from you know, from our little human 
like trying to kill the Winchesters perspective, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, if that's that's the implication about this, uh, like, if we if we were to if we were to study the the belief of a soul, if a soul does exist, here we go, and we talk about the concept of the soul, and by that logic, if you have no soul, you have no feeling. So demons have no souls. But if you were to take a look at how they debated it in the Enlightenment, Mister Predicto, do animals have souls? There is no doubt. No, oh, animals have soul. Back Predicto does not. If you were to take that discussion to the late Enlightenment and uh, early uh, 18th century, do animals have? Uh, if you don't Spider-Rest? have a soul, you're nothing more than a machine. That's how they viewed it. So if demons have no souls, they're just these machines that know that they're committing evil. But if you know, well, they're devils. That but I think like evil angel, ex angel. He's pulling the 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 thread out the sweater. If if you're if you think is soul has is not just about feeling. It's about if we're to look at the the uh, the idea of the soul. It's not just feeling. It's also consciousness. If you're conscious, if you're knowledgeable of your actions then you must have some sort well, of the siemens are they are uh taking over human you know bodies the wish so like like in yeah, supernatural but, but when you're a demon you're taking over this the the body of a, a human right and their eyes turn black and they're like these soulless beings <laughs> and like well, you have to like <laughs> suck the 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 tornado cloud of smoke out of them to t- get their these people's souls back uh, but like when when Sam went down to hell, they tore apart his soul. So when he came back, it wasn't never the same. You know what I mean? And so, where's that put a snail soul on the? I don't know. I think field. it's important. A snail soul. Good, bad, Break. neutral. Uh, well, snow. Depends they on get the a pass. snail snow. Some snail souls are destroying houses, uh, apparently. But they do eat house bricks. If you read Paradise Lost, Milton's epic poem of how the devil became the devil. Can you do that, demons, Scott? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. de- demons are nothing more than angels that got punished with Lucifer. And they became- exactly, and they they got they're because they, they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty much just dis- it's like Republicans and Democrats right now. Jeez. Analysts. <laughs> well, well, if, if if I had to bring the internet, if I had to bring in the totally joking, but you know, oh, second, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox. <laughs> angels and demons for angels and Red Sox. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now, um, well, if you want to, if you if I had to bring out the internet of me. Uh, you watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know Lord of the Rings. We were watching it last night. Oh, you! I was watching the Two Towers last night. I, I saw that movie for the first time. No, uh, <laughs> if you watched uh, in the beginning of, in the first Lord of the Rings, how many? They times? were explaining Give me the number. How about how many times have I seen it? Uh, I think I've seen the movie, including in theaters. Yep. I would say, mm, like the trilogies. How many times? Or one? The extended version. The Oh, I've never seen the extended version. No, never. I want. I so, think, what do you just watch this on basic TV when it comes out I with your rabbit the, ears? I watched the DVD. Are you a novice? Like, yes, I'm, I'm a novice. Oh, what what is this, Schmeagle? <laughs> I must have the extended edition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must have it. I need nine hours more. <laughs> Must have my extendices. <laughs> now, if you watch the uh, first Lord of the Ring, they describe what orcs are, and orcs are basically elves gone bad. 
uh, based how they, they were just how they were. Well, Saruman was like freaking growing them underneath the tower. Yeah, they're being bred into some sort of goo. Out of goo. But um, <laughs> it's a video series from the eighties. Elves going. Or are they tissue culture and freaking orcs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you please explain that? Yeah, what's going on here, man? No, that's I'm just like, quoting what some made up. I mean, you can't really, you don't really know that if you're not on the extended you version. Going against the movement. If you're not on the extended version, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's just not on your level, man. I know. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Two we'll hours speak to is lower. Worky <laughs> dorky. Yeah. You're more hanging out with the goblin gods and the goblin king and stuff over there on the Hobbit. <laughs> well, in, in my defense, the. Um... <laughs> 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 Thank you for admitting defeat so quickly and easily. I'll say this: the I wouldn't I wouldn't count the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. Those were a disgrace. They they should uh, they should never have made such a ridiculous add-ons. That was such an insult to Tolkien. There was, was a lot of things that I liked about it, but then there were so many things I didn't. Let's add um, a female elf. Let's add a love story. Let's add Legolas was never in the Hobbit in the first place. I, I loved. I, I loved the Legolas being in it. Uh, I liked the dra- the part of the dragon in the mountain and then going on the journey to give them back their land. I was all about that. I loved the, the troll scene with the trolls, like some of the early on. Like, I loved the adventureness of it. But I hated, like, the Battle of the Five Armies, the way that happened. I hated that. Likewise. Uh, I hated, uh, I, but I also liked watching uh, uh, Theoden go through his, you know, uh, gold sickness. And, you know, that the whole thing in there, I liked the way that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I felt like there, it was, they're, it they're, could have been a lot better. And they're going to be doing more now, you know. They're, well, they're trying to rebank on the glory of the Return of the King. You know, we have no rain to drive the main character crazy. This Return of the King was the best. It was. It was. I mean, I, Return of the King was the best, but I the the t- Return of the King was the best. But I really enjoyed the most the two towers more than the Return of the King. It, the Return of the King was the best, but for some reason, I enjoyed the two towers more. The two towers was great because I loved the 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 ant the ants uh, or whatever. The tree people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the the Entians or something. Like yeah. That. When they save them in Rohan. That was the best. Uh, no, no. They, the, the 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 tree folk. They they destroyed basically Sauron's orc factory. And, and when they were all sitting there smoking their pipes of weed, eating all the food, mm-hmm. when everybody showed up, when everything's underwater that was at the and beginning everything. Of return. Oh wait, I saw a piece of the extended. That was at edition. the end of Two Towers. The extended edition showed Sauron's death. Oh, see, see, I, I've, I've seen uh, all of it. Yeah. I've watched uh, like the, you know, uh, uh, going away and, and the, I've seen, I'm not going to. Have they re-released the extended edition in theaters? I, I, I have it on iTunes and I got the Hobbit. I like the Hobbit ones a lot, but the more I do think about it, I do like, I always try to compare because when you watch the video quality of the first Lord of the Rings, like the very first one, uh, you can tell the two towers in the in the the uh uh the last one how much better the the they got at rec- doing this and shooting at this quality because they were doing the high frame rate you know versions that you could go watch at the theaters as well and that's the ones we would go see actually my buddy Jared was a frame rate whore and uh we'd have to go to 
you know, Waterford where the high frame rate was, didn't matter what time, in line, waiting, ready to rock because we had to get to our seats, the, first, the one seats. I would always take a picture and put my finger, like do a selfie with all of us sitting in our chair, and I would take my finger tools like right over Jared's weenie. And then I would snap the picture and he would always try to block it. You know, don't put, don't put that over there. Like, and then I would post it on the internet. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and we went and saw every Lord of the Ring, all of the movies. I, um, you know, we've done that for years since high school. I never saw the, I saw the Return of the King on a, like week, like a week after it was released. But on, on the, the, the night of the last Harry Potter movie on the, like, uh, was went I went to Waterford Lakes theater. You saw that too. I did. And, um, they didn't go with me to those. That line was incredibly long, extended outside the exit doors all the way to the nearest five guy burgers. Um, you like going to movies? Oh, I love the movies. Um, to you once in a while, like going to theater, sitting oh, yeah. down and just kind of sitting back in a seat and just. Especially Checking out a movie, Epic Theater in Titusville. I love it. I love the seats. Epic Theater in Titusville. It's, it's my favorite. You can theater. recline. It's the best seats that we've ever had around here. Yeah, it's the, the, ever. The number, like uh, there's a, there's a one point where I bought one of those airplane pillows with me when I sat in the movie theaters. You know, I don't need to do. That. I love how they funnel you through too. They get out all the nonsense, you know, of the old theaters. There's all these wasted space, you know. Even at the Merritt Island one, there's all that big space that no one ever uses in that place is they bring you right in, you just touch screen, get your tickets, walk right in, get your food, check out, yeah. get your drinks. I wish the drink thing was a little more easy to deal with, especially when there's a lot of people because yeah. there's only two of them. But uh, the seats are all reclining. They got all this space to where you can both put elbows on both sides if you really wanted to, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's got two, two hand uh, armrests. And it's got a remote control. On the side, you just push button and go. Yeah, I remember when T, T and I uh, we went to see. Uh, I invited T to see uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters at Epic Theater. We went to see that. Yeah, I love that. I love Epic Theater. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the best experiences, especially when it's a movie like Dune Two is coming out in March, and I can't wait to see that. I saw the first one on HBO Max. But I was like, I should have seen this in theaters. This is the cinematography, the direction was so superb. I, this is something that could have only been savored well in the big screen. Look at the dinosaurs on Jurassic Park. You see that in the movie theater? The velociraptors, how intelligent they were. But do they have souls? No. <laughs> but they look at you like, you know. Back then, they might have been the more intelligent species. They were definitely the more dominant. Like a chicken or a lizard. They, they We were like the little rats living in the, the freaking mountain cave holes. In yeah. um, Michael Creighton's Lost World, he describes uh, one of the, one of the I think it was a scientist, he, was getting, he got eaten by the velociraptors. He made the mistake of running in the tall grass, and the velociraptors went up and just, the way how Michael Creighton describes how people died by dinosaurs, it's just so... He does a great job describing. It's just so scary, but those were Velociraptors. After they killed them, they found something in his pocket, a chocolate bar, and they stopped eating him and started fighting each other over the chocolate bar. Okay, okay. I'm gonna throw something at you. I'm gonna go a little extreme here. That's cool. I'm gonna flip the script on us. All right. Are we trying to? Uh, like, we got Neuralink, Elon, we're throwing chips in the head so you just have Google attached right to your brain, right? So you can just 
you know, Chad GPT put it right there on my head. Christ. You know, to where <clears throat> I don't even have to think. FDA gave them approval for human study of brain implants, right? That's happening. We know it's happening. If anybody's podcasting or watching any of them, and we all know about CRISPR as well. Uh, most people know about CRISPR. It's a stock that's even talked about quite a bit. Um, and it's gene editing. And it's been kind of talked about for a while. You'll see it even on, you know, your mainstream reports talks about it pretty regularly. And there was a lot of uh, um, debate over stem cells and what types of stem cells are, you know, ethical and okay to use. And, you know, this technology is advancing and artificial intelligence is computing this data and processing it in a lot faster, more efficient way than the human brain. So here's my theory. Are we or my question, I should say, are we uh, doing human studies on this, like ASAP? Or are we, or maybe we have been using them on animals. We have been using them on animals, right? Put them on rats and all kinds of stuff already. At least, uh, I wonder if we put them on monkeys or anything, because I'd be worried that we would be worried as just our fear instinct as a human. If, if we put these intelligent chips on these creatures, are they going to actually be like we see in the movies and overtake us? Oh, like like in those horrible Planet of the Apes movies. With- not the Jay and Silent Bob one. We're not talking about the the clit organization or any of the, <laughs> you know, the the chimps that are there, yeah. and Boo Boo Kitty fucking all those people, uh, trying to you know Nambla or whatever it was Goodness. called Will Ferrell. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, what? If uh, the, like like. Like uh, Doctor Moreau, Mar- that's like, what uh, that's what that's what CRISPR reminds me of, Doctor Moreau. Yeah, or well, I mean, look what they did with it in. Uh, well, that was different, but in Doctor Mapesto in South Park with the well, nine. He's, a, he's swine. a parody on Brando's Doctor Moreau. Yeah, with the nine ass swine. I think yeah, I can the, add an extra ass to that swine of yours. The fact the fact that they uh, um they 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 did not hold their punch they did not pull their punches they were all four like he sounded like Marlon Brando he was totally. dressed like um totally um, but he had his little friend the little guy <laughs> but she was like what are you exactly <laughs> yeah. now um the way I say it, like I would think I don't know much about the brain implants what specifically like is are these neuralings supposed to do what is um I guess it, it's it's supposed to like upgrade our computing capacities to, to know and uh and have that information when you think of something you can the answer searches in your head pretty much and you have the answer i know it's so your, I mean, your brain's better like a, like a computer like a little computer i, I think it's supposed to be some kind of like neurological enhancer it's supposed to help with your immune so there's health benefits that they can uh activate certain neurons and do certain things but then i think there's one for information uh there's the beluga I mean that brain right there looks pretty yeah. big. I mean, if we're talking it's a about lot of that's an internal yeah. Neuralink right there. If we're talking about gifting animals um, or inadvertently gifting animals high intelligence, it's, it's, yeah, it'd be, it'd be almost like and like the whole reasons why kings and tyrants were against the Enlightenment. They must not know knowledge, or they will overthrow us. What was the movie with uh, LL Cool J? I think it was with Deep Blue Sea. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. That's what it's called. Damn Deep it, man! Deep Blue, right? Deep Blue Sea. Was it smart? Deep Blue sea? And then I the Meg. The Meg is another one that they have all these smart sharks, right? Smart. Well, the, the Megalodons. Meg, the, the Meg. The, the Meg was just. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it was like 
biologically engineered to be smart. He was just uh, because it, 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 it was more like just uh, a killing machine, not more like a, a okay. crafty, I, I want to get back at these humans type. I got you. With, when it comes to CRISPR, like I said, it reminds me of uh, Dr. Moreau. I mean, the fact that H.G. Wells even conceived the notions that we can, that, man ha- that there can be the potential for man, because well, that's what the stories are supposed to do, teach us a lesson in his sci-fi, teach us a lesson with a technology, that we can alter the genes, the biological structure of organisms, uh, that we can manipulate it. I mean, it falls right into that category. Only the thing is, is that Dr. Moreau, the, the lesson wasn't against gene editing, because that wasn't exactly conceived. It's more about vivisection. Dr. Moreau was able to so manipulate... Cool the biological structure through vivisection. In fact, there is uh, his laboratory was called by the animals the House of Pain. Um, uh, Oingo, and, Boingo, right? Um, no, no, I don't know what they talk about. Did it talk, I don't think he gave me the Boingo. eyebrow nod like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Bongo Bongo. <laughs> Oingo, Oingo Boy. Right? Oh my God. Uh, Dr. Moreau, that was so good. he would... God. Punish his specimens by taking them to the house of pain. No, there's no Oingo Boingo. Is there no, no, I want to look. Is there an Oingo Boingo song about the house you of pain? just created a, a riff in yeah, Yes, yes. There's a song where the sayer of the law says, uh, says one of the laws of Dr. Moreau. Who makes Bingo the bingo. Right. What? Who makes the rules? Yeah. Someone else. Uh, the house of pain. Yes, now, now it's, the weird thing I was listening to Oingo Boingo this weekend, last weekend. Wow, I can't believe I forgot. And it was just last weekend I was listening to it. Yeah, there is a, no, not, not, a, not House of Pain, the, the band. There's an Oingo, there's an Oingo Boingo song where uh, they, 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 they reference Dr. Moreau. Um, yeah. But you know, if we have that as an animated version, there's a real, there's real versions like in like remote areas where just like there are human parts attached to, to animal parts or there are human brain waves being pumped into animal brains or some way that data is being transferred or downloaded or some kind of crazy stuff's happening. It, it's, it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it. Did. Like you got Mondesanto, right? Mondesanto, Monsanto, whatever they they uh, are in the business, pretty much of owning uh, 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 plant genetics and and selling them and having a proprietary, you know, ownership over uh, uh, the chemical uh, makeup of a, a plant. What happens when that? Uh, you know transfers over into artificial intelligence or into crispr where crispr like other companies after seven years of uh you know something can come out with a competitive version right of crispr and what if these other gene editing and then it becomes well i i can make uh kids eyes neon green but you can't you know just uh, like it, and it turns into this proprietary business which is what it's going to come you're going to go get laser you know, when you're, when you're pregnant, you're going to have a touchscreen and saying, I want this, this. You're going to have a makeup kit practically, and it'll start off slow. Well, you know, it'll start off where you can get this done or this done, and before you know it, you're getting, well, that's, you know, uh, embryo Botox. Well, the thing is, what you described there is 
what I believe the very reason why we have cynics and science because when there people misuse or overuse uh, scientific um, advances or uh, experimentation up to upsets that it becomes negative or dangerous, then or you don't they, share the good stuff kind of thing either, right? Well, well the thing back. Well, think about it, like you said, like uh, what he made, the point he made about uh, you know guys um, saying, "Oh, my kid." I can change the color of my kid's eyes or something. I mean, that's just... That's going to be like part of the CRISPR business model, right? It it can be. I mean, to me, it it smells of Joseph Mengele because that's exactly what he tried to do to children in his actual houses of pain. Uh, Is it in Germany right now where where, uh, CRISPR is from? (laughs) No, no, like Nazis (laughs) Nazis literally experimented on people. Oh, yeah to create, to literally transform them into blonde hair. They injected blue dye in people. They were trying to figure stuff out with twins and stuff like that, too. There was some hardcore, but crazy that's, bad stuff. It's just crazy that they they had a, such a... Uh, You've seen the documentary on, you know, Mossad finding Mangala in, like, Brazil or wherever they found him. I never seen documentary. I saw this, the movie The Boys from Brazil. Okay, there, there's there's been some YouTube clips where they kind of go down that hole, and it, man, it's worth watching. It's very interesting. Well, I, like when I read about Joseph Mengele, I heard that he drowned in this pool in Brazil. I mean, when I think when I read like someone drowned him, or you gotta watch that if you have interest in any no, of that. I want to, yeah, it's fantastic. I got to uh, What's it I'll called? Send you a link. Yes, please. I got you. Oh, there you go. No spill blah. Who makes the law? Yeah. Boingo, 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 boingo. No spill blood. Uh, here's here's the interesting. Um, one wow. of the rules that Doctor Moreau made was that animals cannot walk on all fours. They must walk on two legs. Resist the temptation to. Moreau didn't want animals to regress to their animal states, so he made it a law. No rapey vibes. Can you do the Brando thing though? Uh, Can you do it? Uh, as well as Moreau. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, when well, I don't know the did it. So what? Val Kimmer. You have a good smeagle, man. Let's, let's hear your oh, Moreau, no, dude. Is, uh, guess, uh, okay, I'm just going to say something. Uh, not verbatim. Um, uh. <laughs> Get like five minutes of this in, please. Five minutes. Just give us five minutes. We won't talk. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> give a second. Um, we'll perform a vivisection. No, that's not how it works. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, dude. That was pretty good. Well, man, you're not. Look. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Broke. You got it, dude. Uh, hey, hey, leave it alone, dude. Leave it alone, dude. <laughs> Give him a minute. Who uh, makes the law? No animal should walk on two feet. No, I don't, I don't know, dude. The fucking Godfather. <laughs> it's Godfather right, Moreau. So after a cold of Mr. Mumbles, he mumbles his lines. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read that he wasn't even putting an effort in Dr. Murrow. Right, let's hear yours. Someone give me a push on this hammock. <laughs> I just want a little, little swing. Can someone? Yeah, there we go. Just one swing. <laughs> Damn, the love. Anthony Hopkins has a little bit of that in him sometimes. What was the one with Anthony um, Hopkins speaks? His speech patterns very similar to Richard Burton, but you know they're both Welsh actors. So maybe it's what about uh, what about the um. Belugas, Christian uh, Slater, the Belugas, Terry Marlon Brando, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stole the coke. 
Beluga's one cup. Oh. To Beluga, one echo. How about De Niro and Brando with Ed Norton? What's oh, that? the score. Can you do that one? Uh, I, I don't remember anything that... I feel uh, like you've heard this one before. And like, do it again. Do it again. I probably did. I, 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 can't, I, I can't do Brando and the score. I don't remember much of his lines, but... Um, He's just one. Of, he became one of those legendary actors that they yeah, just, you know, really he, he, all you had to do was appear in the movie. It doesn't matter how he performed. It, it, it's pretty funny to me that I, you know, my understanding and knowledge of all of this is from South Park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was on multiple episodes of South Park, which they they kind of did it, well making fun of his voice. And, and then they did have the real deal one with Val Kilmer and everything. You know, later on that or that. Probably prior to South Park, I would imagine. I don't know when that movie came out with Val Kilmer. At 1997 first. or 6. I think that was right around the same time than the South Park. Cause that was right around 97 or so when South Park came out. The very first season. And it first started with, you know, uh, uh, cows being... I wanted to bring this up, but I've been trying yeah, to find it. Yeah, the most is advanced... Civil, uh, cows in South Park were the most advanced species per aliens. And they're like, moo, moo, moo. Yeah, and and Eric Carbon had the satellite up his butt the whole time. Remember? Yeah, I remember uh, that. God, I haven't seen that episode. In a long and time. then slowly after, Doctor Mopesto was adding asses to swines and monkeys, and had that little guy that he hung out with, yeah. and it was he was a, a very regular person with Cartman and in the gang at South Park. I mean, worst case scenario, uh, the worst case scenario, if things go incredibly wrong, whether it's with CRISPRs or testing alien implants, I mean, just take a look at <laughs> Hey, if aliens were real, okay, aliens are a real deal, right? Like, they're, they're real. And let's say, like, finally they come out and they're like, yo, guys, hey, we're here. We ain't going to mess with you, but we want to test a few of you. We want to give you some of our superpowers, it, right? Uh, we need y'all to sign up. Would you guys sign up to get an alien superpower? Or would you be like, no, I don't trust this. I'm staying out of this. To quote Popeye. I don't want to play this game. To quote Popeye, I am what I am. So you stay and you ain't going to get a superpower. It's almost I'm, a sweet potato. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. No alien that. Botox for you. I do not want to be anyone's lab rat. <coughs> you don't want to be a human centipede? I heard of I heard of that. No, um, You've only heard of it. Yeah, it doesn't sound. You have not watched the movie. Nope. Oh my! Doesn't sound hey. like a. Doesn't hey, sound what like are you an, doing with your family over here, man? Doesn't sound like an, I've an, seen it. an appeasing title. You need to get. You need to watch this. I don't know. Not, you not, cannot do another episode on this podcast with that, us. That's showing me without a, that knowledge, because that's our next episode conversation is human centipede. It's kind of on the timeline. That's showing me picture. I it's don't, important. I do not like what I'm seeing. This is very important to this conversation. I feel like <laughs> let's, let's pause this episode right now. Let's go sit over and watch no. one and two, no. and then we'll finish <laughs> the show up when it's done. Number two. Good. Two, is that what you said? Yeah, there's a second. Yeah. All right. I think there's a third. Goodness. Well, we got it. We get you gotta watch it, dude. It's it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It went from Moreau to human centipede. Totally. <laughs> now let's go back to the Hobbit. No. <laughs> I do I and, and they have the Amazon Prime series, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, I saw where they that. had like a prequel. I saw that was that was disappointing. You know what? To you it was disappointing. Okay. <laughs> And, and remember, just like we, I'm doing the same thing. I'm always going to do this to you. Is 
like, <laughs> did you, okay, I'm going to throw another one before I go down because we already know what I'm going to say. Is uh, uh, you got uh, uh, Willow. That had also had Val Kilmer in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow was uh, a gem. It was. It was a good movie. Okay. It was amazing. They had a series on Amazon. Warwick or, Davis came back. Was it Amazon or was it no, Dis- no, Disney? No, Disney. It wasn't Disney. Warwick Davis came And out. a lot of the people came back for it. Okay. Except for Val Kilmer. You know. But I think he was a part. He was in a little part of it at first or something. I never see him in it. They talked about you know him you know being gone. There's something that that came of that. Anyway, that whole series came out and I loved it. It never got to pick back up. It was not popular. People hated on it. For some reason, I maybe it's why I like Supernatural. You know what I mean? Like I I fucking loved it, dude. Like I loved Willow and all that little Bad Mardigan. You get all the little the little dudes. And Willow was the best, and it actually had Willow in it. Like, how could you not love that? Like, why did we not, like, ride with that and want to watch it? Like, I thought it was great. Well, I remember the reason why I watched Willow in the first place when I, when I was, uh, you know, 20, uh, 20 years ago, the reason why I watched it in the first place is because it had Val Kilmer. Yeah. And now that, um, he was the re- I didn't consider the main character. Doc Holliday, man. He's the guy. Yeah, he's like he's uh Wonderland. Wonderland, the doors, uh, Salt and Sea, Spartan. Remember Salt and Sea? I saw Salt and Sea. Ironically, he narrated the a document- the pig nose. He he, do- he narrated a documentary about uh yeah. meth uh the meth yep. issue and that uh, yeah, uh, the pig nose was uh, uh Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I said there he is. Yeah. Kingpin, man. Kingpin. Um yeah, which was uh oh it was ruined in the uh, echo. Yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer was the man, dude. I mean, look, uh, Top Gun. Uh, and I love the Val Top Gun, bro. I love the documentary that he made. Like, was like, I feel like I'm totally probably speculating or wrong here, but I feel like Guile from Street Fighter was like designed after Val Kilmer in Top Gun with yeah, the hair Iceman, straight yeah. up and the Iceman look to him, you know, and all that. The little military gear. And I really wish they made it a, a good Street Fighter movie. That would have been something. They made a good anime of Street Fighter. Uh, oh, T's typing up heat. That was perhaps when Vilt Kilmer peaked. That was. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, uh, the the Miles Morales Spider Mans that they're putting out right now, to me, are as good or better than any of the Spider Men prior. I, you can't do them without. You can't do the Miles Morales without the old ones. I'm not like a full respect to all Spider-Man movies and all that and their history. But the way that they kind of uh, uh, flexed with it and kind of created this multiverse and all these different things and created this anomaly and their the whole it, it's so badass. And then when you take the artistic part, when you take the story that they wrote, like uh, we were talking about this in the break of, uh, you know, projects and stories and, you know, music compositions and, and, and layering them all into one into a, you know, into a, an audio book or to a book, you know, anything like that. And I feel like what they did if 
it, first they got that Post Malone song that was real hot with that first one that they put out, and the the whole soundtrack was just really good. This the second one that they did is equally as good. And Miles Morales, that whole story behind them and the spider, they did a really good job with it. And it's all anime. And I'm usually not a fan of the anime first as being the best of stuff, you know. You're talking about the uh, these uh, Spider-Verse? Uh, yeah. I, um, I didn't latch on to the... Oh, I, I, I didn't consider that the animated Morales... Uh, Miles Morales. Of, as part of the... Uh, uh, what did I say? Uh, you said Morales. I was just... Uh, Miles Morales. Uh, uh, you're fine. I didn't consider him as part of the other Spider-Man, so but um, it had it had its good moments. I'm definitely yeah. not against the Spider-Verse movies; they're pretty good. I think it was cool because, like, it, it's another thing to where it wasn't really built for just us; it was built for the kids and the next generation. And watching them really, you know, really get into them, like even my daughter, and it, the 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 soundtrack is what really brought her into liking it. And then it was the quality and the style of the anime. They did it with the Ninja Turtles as well. The Ninja Turtles has a different way of anime that it brought to it. But then they used the old 90s and 2000s hip hop. Yeah. You know, to go with this different artistic, you know, style of animation. And then the story was great too. You know, you put all those pieces together in today's age, man, you got you got something. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we even talked about it how, you know the new the newer versions are purposely um, crafted for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with the with the there's this animated Spider-Man series in the 1990s. That was my uh, go-to for like everything I know about Marvel was because of the Spider-Man animated series. Talk yeah. about the one with the the song in the beginning. Uh, there goes a Spider Man. It's more like Spider Man, Spider Man, and and all that it is is it's about a spider's genetic or some kind of mutated spider. Yeah, we get bit by a making spider making a spider. human smarter or better or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. uh, and then what do what do comic books do? They glorify this in so many different ways. You got your Wolverines. You've got what? your what I genetic everything is, dude. What I appreciate about comic books, uh, with these superhero comic books, uh, for the most part, is that they don't say they're magically uh, powerful. They got their power through some sort of scientific explanation. Of course, unrealistic and implausible, artificial. But yeah, but no. um, and, and and realistic, but still, they try to say like. He didn't get the spider powers from a spider god. No, a spider that has been experimented on bit him, and he and it's and it messed with his DNA. And he became, or uh, Superman even. Oh, he's powerful because he came from a planet where they are powerful. They have a different. I'm with you. Um, Is that it? Yep, that's the one. Spider Man 1994 TV series. That's the one that I I would literally rush from school and when I was in elementary to watch these. The and, bugle and everything. Yeah, man. And then my uh, then one of my uh, you can actually watch those on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus and DC. When Disney bought DC, or I think they bought DC, right? No, 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 uh, Marvel. No. Oh, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. But no, DC got bought out by. There was an app that you could put on anything, and it was all you could watch all these old. Uh, Silver Surfers, all the old Spider-Man series from the 80s and 90s. Like, if you can... Um, and it was those right there. That was T's. Yep. 67. Now, you can... Um, I mean, if the if, if this is going to be a, to continue to buy up um, yeah. 
other companies while Congress does nothing about it, not respecting the antitrust act. If they allow yeah. this, it'll eventually it'll own. Mo- it's it's going to be interesting, man. We're pretty much going to have like, you know, Elon be our Tony Stark, I guess now. And we're going to start, uh, you know, getting this AI going and these implants in the head. And I'm going to tie the show up since we've got a lot going and it's getting a little late. Uh, we'll do a to be continued on some of this, but I think we, I like where we ended on this show tonight, guys. This was fun. Beluga. Uh, Beluga, Beluga is totally happening. <laughs> What's location? What's location here in Titusville. Oh, man. Uh, got Che, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for taking the time. Thank uh, you for having me. Always tea as always, man. Same. Uh, Same. I know you got a trip coming up this week, so uh, safe travels to you. Thank I hope you. you have a great Thank time. Uh, I hope you have a, a fantastic experience. Do it safely. Appreciate it. Great to be here, Scott. Thank you for Uh, having me. No problem, guys. Well, let's uh, get this bad boy on the road. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Beluga. 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 Screaming from the top of the lungs This all ends tonight Just killer. Oh, dude, that was awesome.